Hello and welcome to Dinner Views. I'm Matthew Francis and this is the show where I get to cook a dream dinner for my amazing friends here in Hollywood and then I interview them about their life, their career, and their points of view on the world. Today I have a, an amazing friend with me who's going to be one of my guests. We started off at BuzzFeed together as interns. We both became full-time producers. I was on Tasty, she was on Goodful, and you guys her videos are always super beautiful, super perfect, because like me, she's a perfectionist. And she's also a like cinematography master. She went to film school, valedictorian. She's incredible, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. Please welcome Crystal Hatch. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I have been wanting to have you on for a long time, but I feel bad because I was kind of pushing. I was like, oh, like I don't know where I can fit her in. But you were like, listen, Matt, I just want to have good food, so fit me wherever. And I'm like, perfect. I really love that. I'm really easy to please. Yeah. I'm like, just give me some food, maybe a glass of wine. I'll be there. <laughs> OK, here we go. Here's some wine. <laughs> so we have a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc. Here, let yes. me pour you some. Also, this is like one of my favorite wines. And it's only $10.99 at Costco, so it's really not a bad deal. You know, I always say people who spend way too much money on wine usually don't know what they're doing. It's so true. Like, I mean, I believe when you watch that documentary, Psalm, have you seen that? I haven't, but I've heard of it many times, I'm sure. Like, there's a lot of scamming out there. Yeah, there's a ton of scamming, but like those people truly have a palate yeah. where they can taste something and they're like, this is from, you know, this region and on this continent. And I'm yeah. like, how in the world? Yeah. And I'm like, it's under $20. I'm happy, it tastes good. And then my favorite line is that the, the one guy in that movie, he's always like, tennis balls? And like, <laughs> exactly. tennis balls? They're like making stuff up. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. Like I studied wine and I still just, I'm like, I don't really, I can't taste everything. <laughs> it tastes like grapes. So I gave a little bit of an update just of like, you know, kind of how we know each other and kind of like a little, current career path for you but can you please tell me as you already know you're kind of a bridge life story oh man yeah so this is really interesting you guys and, and <laughs> she's like afraid it's gonna be long listen we're here for it go for it full thing um okay well i <laughs> uh i was born and raised in southern california um but i actually moved around a lot when i was young um because i had sort of a a different upbringing yeah. um and <laughs> to skip over all the sad, sad stuff, I ended up being adopted uh, when I was about 11 or 12, and I was brought back to California because uh, I had a parent that was incarcerated, and I moved in with, I call him my dad, he's not my biological dad, but he's absolutely my father, yeah. like him adopting me is what saved my life, uh -huh. um, and he was actually a single father at the time. And, but he and I had, you know, he had been in my life since I was a baby. He had, he was, he's my father. And so he adopted me, brought me back to California. Um, and then my life was just exponentially better after that. And um, when I was young, I always knew that I wanted to work in, in film. Like I knew I wanted to work in movies. And I was this odd little kid that would watch the behind the scenes of movies more than I would watch the actual movie. Uh, studying. Yeah. yeah, and I remember when Lord of the Rings came out. Oh gosh, I loved Lord of the Rings. I saw that in theaters so many times. And then the DVD came out, mm. and it came out, and it said it was going to have like four hours of behind-the-scenes footage. And I was like, I need that. I need to watch and study that behind-the-scenes. And I mean, I was like young at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and I knew I want to do whatever the heck they're doing. Yeah. And so I ended up 
working really hard. I got into film school. There was a lot of setbacks along the way, a lot of things that happened. Uh, but I did eventually get into film school mm. um, and I graduated and, you know, then I started working in film and um, now that's what I do full time. Yeah. I work at BuzzFeed and then on the side, I still work on a lot of projects yeah. that are just you know, passion projects for me. Yeah. You had, you had a yeah. film recently that either premiered somewhere, or you had, like finished wrapping it somewhere, you like were filming in Croatia or somewhere, right? Yeah, so that was actually last year. Okay, I yeah. took about a month off from BuzzFeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Well Crystal. deserved, well deserved. Yeah, they like, Crystal, what are you doing? Uh, but I took a month off and a friend of mine actually flew me out to Europe. We went to um, Albania, uh, Macedonia, mm. and Kosovo, and we shot a film there. Wow. And then I just extended the trip a little and went to Croatia. To actually enjoy it. Yeah. yeah okay. It was incredible. Oh, so I wasn't wrong. You did go to Croatia for like the vacation part. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. not wrong. And, and that's, is that like still being edited or is it already out? Or? It's still being edited. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's actually a period piece that's huh? in Albanian. Um, it's a really beautiful story. I mean, we shot in the most incredible place, like, on the planet. Like, I, I feel like Albania is kind of one of those places that, like, most people probably won't end up going. Yeah. Um, and that's a shame. Right. It, but it was the most beautiful thing. Like, everybody there was, like, some of the most incredibly kind and generous generous people that I've ever met. Uh, and then did you do the cinematography for that, sh for that film uh, or did you no, do? No, for that one um, I was a producer in AD. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> now that we have had a little bit of another life update, the first thing as you know is like a way to kind of get to know you more through food. You've probably seen this because you've, Crystal's one of the few people that does her homework on the show which I really appreciate. And I'm you said, such a Hermione. See, <laughs> That's my kind of people, Crystal. So good. And tell them you said you texted me last night about what you were doing. Would you yeah. want to share? Because it made me feel really great. Oh yeah. So I was actually cooking last night. I was cooking chili verde, uh, chicken chili verde, and I was just listening to a podcast as I always do while I'm cooking. And last night's podcast happened to be dinner views, and it was just really enjoyable to be cooking and like listening to my friends just like chat and laugh and yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I was like, that's exactly what it's for. So thank you. So made me feel good. Um, okay, so this game, let's get to it, is called Fast Food Favorites. I think you already know this, but I'll explain it anyway. <laughs> it's a game where you pull out like a dairy item and you'll okay. give your like fa favorite flavors, like milk or ice cream or something, um, or whatever comes to mind first. Okay. And then you'll put it down here, and um, like they use, we'll keep doing more of those things. And you'll like, list off your favorite items from these oh, different gosh. categories, and I'll time you, because the goal is to get as many as you can in under one minute. Okay. Under pressure. Walking down the street. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. Um, grain. Um, uh, garlic naan. Oh. Does that work? Yes, sure. Party dip. Seven. Leia. Bread. Can I say garlic naan again? Sure. <laughs> Why not? I really love garlic naan. Uh, smoothie. Acai. Rice. Um, risotto. Ooh, ooh, a cooked rice. Donut. Ooh, a uh, cruller, French cruller. Fish, salmon. Mm. Pasta sauce, putanesca. <laughs> Salad toppings, all of them. Um, uh, dressing? <laughs> Burrito filling. Ooh, um, cheese. <laughs> have to have cheese. <laughs> Dairy item, brie cheese. Ooh, yes, great choice. Bagel. Um, jalapeno cheddar. Ooh. Nut. Uh, Brazil. Brazil okay. nut. Oh, okay. that's my favorite. Q 
candy. Razzmatazz. Ah. You can do that one. Lettuce. Lettuce. Uh, butter. Nice, nice and soft. Perfect. <laughs> um, before we count them, I have a few questions. Like, um, what's a razzmatazz? Ooh, um, it's like this. It's like a rope. Okay. Uh, sort of, it's sort of sour and sweet, but it's like a rope covered in sugar. Oh, okay. You know, and I think I've like, seen those. Yeah. Oh, and and they're just like different, like really sour, like fruity. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a sweet and or what are the what are those little? It's like a little, <laughs> it's like a little person, and it's like sweet oh, and nerds? sour. Oh, nerds? No. Oh, uh, sour patch. It's like a sour patch, but in a rope. Got it. Okay. Or in like a flat ribbon. It's like a ribbon. Is it like a childhood memory attached to them? Um. Usually a lot of people okay. love with candy. Like they have like as kids they had it a lot. Yes, here's okay. a funny one. Okay, and this goes back to me like loving to watch behind the scenes. Oh, nice. So I used to be obsessed with the show Supernatural, and one of one Christmas I asked for the DVD of super, of like the seasons of Supernatural um. because I found out there were behind the scenes on them. And I watched the behind the scenes, and Jared Padalecki was like behind the scenes one day talking about eating razzmatazz. And I was like, I gotta try some of that. And I did, and I've just loved it ever since. Wow. I think that was also <laughs> fueled by a crush, let's be honest. Maybe just teen a bit. So, yeah, count them in, let's see what you got. Okay. I'll write it down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I lost count. 10, 10 11, 11, 12. We'll say 12. That's pretty good. You beat Jasmine. Well, but what's the highest? Of uh, season thing? two so far, uh, 19 by Kelsey Dara. How is that possible? Uh, she, same thing. She, she, I think she was fast. I think people. some people, it's hard for them to like, they have to think for a bit and you thought yeah. for a bit. I mean, it's part of the game. But the best ever was season one, Jaleesa with 24. That's insane. Yeah, she was, that's insane. She was great. But it was still good because even if you didn't get a super high number, we got to know more about you. And that's what really matters. Because that's fun, right? Because I think it's fun, and I think food says a lot about you, and it says a lot about like your past. So, right. I love that game. Um, okay, so next thing is uh, a segment called What App, where while we eat some appetizers, we'll answer questions from social media apps. Okay, okay. that's Cheers. cute. What app? Cheese. <gasps> oh my gosh! I forgot about this. Oh, it looks beautiful. Oh my okay, God. you guys, so right here in front of us, we have some French onion soup that I made because Crystal loves French onion mm -hmm. soup. How does it look? It looks incredible and it smells incredible. And this is like the biggest bowl of French onion soup. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's really all the bowls I kind of have. So it's, we're really going to have to enjoy I it. I love it. Honestly, every time I have French onion soup, like yeah. the smell of it and like just it's it's whole soupy, cheesy, delicious vibe transports me to like a little cottage yeah. in England, just a rainy night by the fire. It, it's happiness. Did you have an actual like story where you were in? No, um, I've oh. never been to England. Oh God, so just like in, <laughs> in, in your mind, you're there. I have a very rich inner world. <laughs> gotcha. Sometimes you need that, sometimes you need that. And so in my mind, I've been, I've been all over the place and that's where I eat French onion soup. <laughs> I approve. England is wonderful. <laughs> um, okay, let's try it and tell me what you think. Okay. Gotta get that cheesy goodness mm -hmm. and the bread. That's, oh, it's like a little crispy on the top, but yes. then soggy and delicious. Mm. Good. Is it warming you up in this mm. hot room? <laughs> I don't remember us flying to England, but here we are. We are here. here. We are. Should we ever come back? No, I think we're good in England, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
The rest of this interview will take place in England. Heard. I appreciate that. <laughs> and this takes forever to make, right? Basically, you start off a pan with a little bit of butter, a little bit of olive oil. You put in three onions really thinly sliced. You cook them down till they're really caramelized, really dark. And then you can put in like um, some sherry wine or some like other white wine. Cook that down. Mm. And then you add in beef broth. And then you put in like fresh thyme, fresh bay leaves, and let it kind of cook down. And then after that, you put it in a bowl, you put on some toasted bread, and you put some Gruyere cheese, and then you pop it in the oven until it's a little bit broily on top, and that's French onion soup. Mm. So, so good. Also, it's kind of funny, I um, I just did a, a video at work recently in mm -hmm. which I got my food sensitivities tested. Oh, okay. And my number, like my top two sensitivities are gluten and dairy. Oh. So basically French onion soup it should not be something I eat. Be a rebel, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna eat it anyway. Yeah. I love, I'm like, I can't not. It's too good. Okay, so while you keep eating, keep mm. enjoying, I'm gonna mm. ask you some questions, okay? Mm -hmm. And some of these were sent in by some of our friends, some were sent on different social media apps. Um, but for you, Crystal, first we'll start with some of like the goodful stuff, because people know you from goodful. Yeah. So what is one of your favorite videos or one of your favorite recipes that you've made for goodful? Ooh, okay. I think my favorite recipe that I ever made for Goodful was this dairy-free um, decadent chocolate cake. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great choice. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorites of yours, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, the reason I like that one so much is like, I mean, first of all, chocolate cake. Yeah. Always. But, yeah. But second of all, it's an entirely vegan cake. Um, and when I pitched the idea to make this cake, Everyone was kind of like, mm, yeah. like that's not gonna be good. And like I've seen, a f you know, I've seen plenty of vegan cakes online, and yeah. they always just kind of look dry to me, and they yeah. don't look super appealing. If yeah. I'm being perfectly honest, and I just was like, I don't think that's all there is. I don't think that someone who chooses to be vegan should have to resign themselves to a dry cake that yeah. doesn't taste good yeah. just because it's vegan. And so I was determined to make like the gooeyest most moist, decadent chocolate cake. And no joke, I tested that cake like a good seven times. Yeah. Like I tried it for so long. I ended up, when I was doing the frosting, I li literally went and bought a bunch of frosting from the store, like just regular chocolate frosting, held it up next to mine and kept making mine over and over and over again until I made it look the same. Mm. And then eventually I got it and everyone was like totally surprised mm. because nobody believed that it could be done. Mm. And then I went around the office and like, gave it out to people, like everybody on Tasty, yeah. and was like, try this cake. And everyone's like, it's so amazing. What's the, like, what's the secret about yeah. it? Yeah. And I'm like, there's literally no animal products in this. Yeah. And nobody believed me. Like everyone yeah. actually thought I was kind of messing with them. Yeah. It's such a freaking delicious cake. It's indulgent. The idea is that if you are someone who chooses to abstain from mm -hmm. animal products, yeah. you can still have delicious cake. Mm -hmm. And you guys, she's not even talking about how beautiful the video is. Like, it's stunning. <laughs> like, Crystal is known for her beautiful videos. Go check it out and make that cake. Um, amazing. Okay, that's a great video choice. Um, okay, so now back now into, like, your love of film. So um, do you have a favorite cinematic shot in a certain movie that, like, gives you chills or something? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't... I, I don't think I can say that there's a, a one specific shot of like all time that I can think of. Right. So instead, I will tell you about a shot that I just saw recently on Handmaid's Tale, oh. where I was just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but basically, and I 
I don't want to give too much away in case you aren't watching it right. or you aren't yeah. there yet. Um, I'm a, I just caught up, but there's um, a scene in which someone is holding a gun, mm -hmm. and oftentimes, or sometimes in, in action movies or whatever, you see that there's a contraption that basically the camera gets attached to the person and yeah. is right in front of them so that as they move around the cameras with them and the background is sort of moving so in this scene they do that but they attach it to the gun so it the gun uh. is the focal point and the person in the background are moving around and it was just like it was just a really interesting choice and it really added so much to like the sort of craziness and like the emotional like roller coaster of this particular scene yeah. and it just made me sit back and like appreciate this show again because I love the way this show is shot and yeah. I have since the beginning and that's actually what really drew me into this show yeah. it's just so beautiful mm. it's so beautifully shot I have not seen it yet I, everyone tells me to watch it I, it's on my list I'm just so behind like but I know it's good so I, it's, I gotta watch it and now I'll be looking for that shot mm -hmm. I'm sure it's like in like season three or four like season three okay yeah yeah gotcha Oh, one thing that I'm sure you have an interesting take on. It's like people always ask me, they're like, is culinary school worth it? Was it worth all the money? Is it worth all the time? Is it better just to like learn on set, learn um, or learn in the kitchen? So for you, like, is, was film school worth it? And what are your thoughts when people ask you that question? I absolutely love this question. Good. I think that it entirely depends on where you're coming from when you're going into school. Gotcha. For me, personally, film school was hands down the best decision I've ever made in my life. There were a lot of people <laughs> that did not think I could go to college, right. given my, my personal background and my upbringing. Chances of getting into college in the first place, not so, not so high. Um, but especially to go to film school, and not only that, I desperately wanted to go to UCLA Film School, which right. is the most competitive film school in the country. Right. They only accept 30 students total, mm -hmm. um, 15 that are from within UCLA, and 15 that are transferring, and I was gonna be a transfer because I could not afford four years of university, so I went to community college first, and I highly recommend it. Gotcha, <laughs> um, but I, I just knew, I, I like just knew deep down from a young age that I wanted to work in film in some capacity, yeah. um, but I didn't come from that world. I didn't know anyone who worked in film. I, I didn't live in LA. Yeah. Nobody that I knew even, like my whole life growing up was really interested in film. Like my dad would take me to see movies all the time. That was like our thing. And I think yeah. that's kind of where my love of film first was sparked. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I just had no way to like get into the film industry. Yeah. And so I just kind of thought, well, if I go to film school and I go to UCLA, the I, will, one. Mm -hmm, I will be in LA and I will automatically be surrounded by other people who are trying to do the same thing as me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that will get me somewhere. Maybe I will like meet other people that are interested in, in this same line of work and, and it'll open up doors for me. And that's exactly what it did. I, yeah. I ended up getting in, which was like the best day of my life. Aww. I know it sounds like so silly because I think for a lot of people, college is, is like the norm or, or people are just like expected to go to college. Right. But for me, that was not the case. Like I, I'm not even joking. I remember after I applied and I was waiting to find out, yeah. um, I was speaking to a woman who was the wife of somebody that I worked with at the time. Um, and she said to me, 
don't feel too bad when you don't get in. And Rude. yeah, and I remember looking at her and was just like, "Who hurt you?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Who why says that? That negativity, right? But th- yeah. but she was not alone. There were other people who kind of yeah. scoffed at me at this idea because also at that point I had like never made a movie. I had yeah. never done anything in film. I, that those opportunities were not there for me. There was n- nothing around me for that, yeah. and so so my like knowledge of film was entirely just me by myself like googling things and watching hours and hours of behind the scenes footage and like that's how I learned and so then when I did get into UCLA which was like for me just so exciting you know and then I went on to graduate valedictorian which I'm very proud of (laughs) the Hermione in me is so excited um that's I mean that's what changed my life because I really did meet a lot of people there that I still work with to this day like Mm. um, I mean I got my job at BuzzFeed because I had a background in film and I like you know had a background in production and um, and outside of BuzzFeed I work on projects sometimes when passion projects come up and everybody that I work with is somebody that I met at film score or somebody that I worked with through that experience and so for me going to school was about opening a door for myself that I otherwise that door would have always been locked and so it was absolutely 100% worth it for me but I totally get that like if you grew up in LA and like you know people that work in the industry film school might not really make any sense for you it might just be a big waste of money right (laughs) so just like yeah it depends on everyone's personal situation absolutely i think it's about like what opportunities do you already have around you and if you don't have any opportunities available to you then school might be the opportunity that you need exactly soup soup yes transport me back to england please (laughs) yeah i feel bad because like i've i've eating so much and mm. you gotta catch up I'm talking I'm talking so I know much. It's, that's, the, that's the one issue with the show they just keep asking questions they're like sorry trying to eat and talk I was gonna say why are you letting me talk so much <laughs> oh also this is like a little sidestep but usually when I ask people for what they what their dream dinner is for the show it's like pulling teeth I have to like text them and remind them because not because my, my friends are like rude obviously they're not like they're just like really busy people busy people so like I'm always like keep reminding them like hey like just checking in did you send your stuff over to me and usually it's like a quick little email or like a text of what they want but Crystal you guys this is why she's a true friend and like why and through all her story you can tell like, this is proves why she's gone so far is she sent me like it was like five pages of like everything that she could possibly want and like why and the whole backstory and it was just beautiful and um yeah so I, I was just like damn like I can't wait to like explore these topics more with her and I just really appreciate that she put all that time into it so like it made me feel good I was so I was like a little bit embarrassed to oh, no. send you that email oh yeah you were yeah, you like, mentioned that yeah yeah I told him in the beginning of the email I was like I sincerely apologize for this novel that you're about to read <laughs> But, like, I just get so passionate about yeah. things. Like, and if you can't tell already, like, I'm a passionate person. Yeah. And I, and and that's something that I, I do like about myself. Of course. Yes, don't change. Do not change. <laughs> and so when you ask me, like, what dishes do you want? And, like, is there a story behind it? And yeah. I'm like, here we go. Like, yeah. this is my thing. I love food. I love stories. Yes. I love telling stories. Let me tell you the stories behind these dishes mm. and, like, why I love them. And then when you told me that I was, like, the kind of the first person to do that, I was like, how? Yeah. Well, I think I because think sometimes <laughs> it's hard for people to, like, choose 
something. Yeah, it and, was hard to choose. Yeah, and then also, like, some people don't have background stories around food, which is, for me is, I guess, a little bit weird because I have, like, so many different, like, things I tie to food. But some people, you know, mm. are just, like, a little bit more simple with life and um, they have to, like, until they, like, are actually eating it and they have the memory, that's hard to, like, think of it out of the blue. Uh, what's, like, your one advice for people to overcome hardships if they are going through something? Like, what's, like, your go-to advice? Ooh. That's a tough one. Yeah. Something I think... I don't know if this is exactly like a device, but like I know something that got me through a lot of things um, was just picturing my own life like five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and just thinking about like what do I want that life to look like? Mm -hmm. I and I, it's always like I'm happy and I'm, you know, I have good friends and a great life and all this stuff, but then walking it back Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, well, what can I do for myself right now that's going to get me there? Right. And I think that that is also such an important tool when you are going through really difficult things because nothing lasts, right? Yes. And like that can apply both good and bad, you Mm. know, unfortunately. But at the end of the day, like nothing you go through is ever going to last for your entire life. Right. Um, So... What do I have to look forward to? Exactly. Like what do you have to look forward to? Because you're not going to... If you're going... If you're in a hard situation, whatever that situation may be, most likely, I mean, I can't speak for everyone or for every situation, but most likely it's not going to be that way forever. Exactly. And there's something that you can that you can do for yourself that you have control over mm-hmm. that you you can like there's steps you can take for yourself even if it's something as simple as just like changing your mindset yeah. or like getting out of the house or like I feel like this is a terrible answer. But <laughs> Um, for me, it was like always, you know, picturing like, yeah. well, I wanted to go to college. Yeah. Well, like vision boards and like yeah. mental, like, like, um, what's it called? Um, oh, manifesting what you want in life. It's, I think it's so important. And, like, so and then like important. writing down what you want. Yeah. Like picturing what you want for your future self, yeah. because then it gives you something to look forward to. Exactly. Like putting it out into the universe, manifesting what you want actually writing it down because it not only tells you that you can do it and that it's like your goal but if you remind people around you that you have something that you're working towards Mm -hmm. then they keep you accountable yeah so I just think yeah that's wonderful always keep something that you or always work towards something that you want for yourself yeah Yeah. and then you know don't give up on it and actually here's a better piece of advice I think that you've experienced this too where like sometimes people in your life you who can be so close to you and you can love them and they love you but they're still not going to support you exactly in something and i think usually it's not coming from like a really negative place i think most often when somebody kind of says that you can't do something or like kind of laughs when you tell them your goals um it's not because they don't think you can do it it's it's opening up a fear for them it's because there's something about it that is triggering something for them and they think they can't do something or they they tried something and it didn't work out so they're like oh well you're not going to be able to do it and the the best thing you can do for yourself is hear that person Mm -hmm. and just recognize you know you can still love that person Mm -hmm. but just recognize that they're not saying that about you they're saying that about themselves whoa you can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah. It's all about perspectives. Yeah. That was probably one of the deepest <laughs> question portions ever on the interview. So I love that. 
I go for the jugular. I can't right. do small talk. I'm like, let's tell me your deepest, darkest yes. fears. Yeah. Tell me everything you've ever wanted in life, and let's just get down to it. Exactly, and that's why I. This is why this show is what I want and what I'm trying to create because. I just think, you know, you see like interviews with, with celebrities all the time or with, or with influential people or with politicians or whatever, but it's always like quick little bites and it's like the same thing they said a million times and you never go deep into anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to create something where you can actually sit, have good food, talk with real friends and like get deep into real questions and real problems and I think that's what I'm trying to promote and I'm glad that you're running with it here. Yeah, I mean, I love, 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 love that you're doing this and, yeah. you know, this is like this is exactly what I love I love when people get an idea in their head and they're like this is a thing that I want I don't know how this is going to look I don't know how this is going to go but I'm just going to do it one little step at a time and here we are here we are season 2 already crazy this is amazing I love being here (laughs) okay so you keep eating your soup and I'm going to get the dinner ready and so while you're sitting here eating soup the next segment is called dream dish right so while I'm (laughs) dishing your dream dish for you you have to dish for us either a secret you've never told anyone before Mm. or you have to kind of like reveal like something about the world they should know like dish on a certain subject a dish on a a book a story something like that that the world should know holy matthew (laughs) oh my god yay this looks good okay dead like what? Okay, so in front of us, first start with the side. So this is a uh, like a Greek beet salad. So mm-hmm. there's um, red beets, some golden beets, and then a little bit of arugula, and a little ton of feta cheese, cucumber, red mm-hmm. onion, tomato, olives, and pepperoncinis. And this is the story behind this is. Okay, the beet Greek salad mm-hmm. from John and Vinny's right um, in LA. If you haven't been there, you need to go there. Um, I think the f- the reason I love this salad so much is that it like changed my mind on certain foods. Ooh. Like first of all, John and Vinny's is an Italian restaurant, right. um, and I was never a big fan of Italian food. I yeah. hot take right now. Like <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I, I am Italian. I think it can be kind of boring sometimes. Yeah, it's also just like it tends to be heavy yeah. because it's cheese and it's pasta, and like it, I don't really feel good afterwards. Yeah. Um, and so I've just never been the biggest Italian food fan, but I went to John and Vinny's, fell madly, madly in love with everything I've ever eaten there. Okay, it's good. just unbelievable. Awesome. And then I had this beet Greek salad that we ordered, which also I had never been a fan of beets. Just never had not, I ever. Yeah, not very many people are. Right. Yeah. But then there's this salad that they have that's like roasted beets, and then it's like this Mediterranean mixture that's like fresh and bright and crunchy and just so many different flavors and textures. And I just fell in love. And like that night, I was like, I'm my mind is changed about Italian food. My mind is changed about beets. Nice. And I've just, it's the best. Thank you. And I'm gonna give you some more wine because you are out of wine. You deserve some more wine. Oh yeah. Bring it on. Fill her up. A little bit of ASMR (laughs) in there. Okay, and then the second dish that we have here for like kind of the main entree is Crystal said that she had these like crab claws, like a dish in New Orleans, and it was like a like marinated crab claws with like a really Cajun filled cream sauce, and you have like like pieces of bread that you dunk in. There was like lemons on the side, um, but finding crab claws is very hard outside of the South. If you can get crab claws, do the same thing that you see in the, in the recipe video, but you can use lump crab meat. And, it looks incredible. Okay, great. And now is there? And I know there's a huge backstory with this one. So. <laughs> this is a dish that I had uh, when I went to New Orleans years ago 
Um, and it's sort of this, it was the very first time I ever went on a vacation, like period. Like, I mean, yeah. I had, you know, gone places with my family when I was younger. Um, and, you know, before everything got you know, hard. <laughs> crazy town. Yeah. Um, but as an, as like an adult woman, like living on my own, um, the very first time I ever went on a trip, I booked just 10 days in New Orleans. We went for New Year's. And so it was just like this magical, magical time in the city where everything was still decorated for Christmas. And it was like the air was crisp and cold. And so when we went to Cafe Du Monde and we got our coffee and oh. beignets, it was just like pure magic. And we just ate at every restaurant and, and completely indulged from beginning to end of every day. And um, this particular dish was from this this little bar, or I shouldn't say a little bar, it was this restaurant um, called the Royal House Oyster Bar. Oh. And we're there one night and I ordered this dish and I was just like, this is incredible. Like this, it's so flavorful and it's actually an appetizer, but I had it as my main meal. Yeah. Um, and I just remember sitting in this restaurant with my friend, eating this dish, having a glass of wine and just feeling really like the possibilities of life were just wide open. Um, Cause it was also when I was actually applying to UCLA, this whole pod, you might as well call this podcast how Crystal got into college. No. At this point. <laughs> it's a part of your journey. Don't feel ashamed about it. Yeah. But I, it was when I was applying yeah. um, and I was actually finishing my application while we were on this trip. Yeah. And I remember actually like the day the application was like the last day they accepted it to be mailed. I was like in New Orleans, like, furiously finishing it and like mailing it and like begging the person at the postal office you swear it's going to be postmarked today because if it's not I'm not going to college yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I remember I had sent it in and I, I just felt like the magic of this city and like the love that I felt in this city sort of weirdly like made its way into my essay and it just like was better because I wrote it there yeah. and um and so I'm eating this dish with my friend and just thinking about like, wow, like how far I had come yeah. in just even like a few short years. Cause this was, you know, I was in my early twenties. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there just feeling like so full of love and like so full of passion for life and like thinking about the possibilities of life, eating this dish. And I'm just like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Maybe it was the wine, <laughs> maybe it was the wine, but I felt amazing and it was just, perfect and then mm. I ended up going back like two more times on that trip to get the same dish oh. and it tasted just as good both times just as filled with magic and love uh. and I've just loved it ever since I've never had it since because this is not a dish I've ever seen in, in Southern California yeah it's a very it's a very New Orleans type dish oh yeah, yeah. I just love like Creole seasoning yeah. and Cajun seasoning mm absolute favorite it just like there's so much more to it yeah there's so much more depth so much more flavor it's just like every bite is a little party in your mouth exactly <laughs> okay yay well i hope i do it justice it looks really amazing um do you want to taste it first while it's so hot yeah okay great why don't we, we want to do salad first what do you want to do first um i'm going to take a bite of the okay, salad great let's do it this okay. is it yeah yeah. This is it. If you are listening at home and you're not watching this on YouTube, stop what you're doing. Pull up this video. Yes. Look at the colors of this salad. Yes. 
This yeah, is beautiful. We can kind of hold it up for you, but yeah. <laughs> if you're ever listening to this, you can always find all of the food yes. on my Instagram, and also there should be a YouTube recipe video and a full-on video of the full interview on YouTube that you can find. And then I'm gonna dig into some of this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go for pure right now and just get that bite. Is that bringing you back? It is? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in New Orleans. It's New Year's. The possibilities are endless. That's what I was going for, man. <laughs> wow, we've been to England, Italy, New Orleans. <laughs> Traveling the world with you, Crystal. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, I have a very a very bright inner world, and you're just in here with me right now. I love it. I'm, I'm a big, like, imaginative person, too, so I love when people are like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's keep eating, but do you have that, like, little secret you want to share or oh. the, something you want to dish for us? Because I dished for you. I am double-jointed in my shoulders and my left thumb. <laughs> okay, can you demonstrate? Oh! oh. <laughs> I don't know if you can uh, see that at home, but uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, but it's it's both my shoulders uh, and just my left thumb, not my right thumb. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't, I just can't do it on that side. Well, I've also like heard it possibly could be like sometimes like certain injuries can like awaken things or it's just genetics. Mine has to be genetics because okay. it's. I've just always had it. Always okay. had it. Well, that was an amazing dish because we got not only we got like the secret, but we also got like a demonstration. So that's awesome. I'm so impressed with this right now because I I tried to find you photos right. of these dishes. Yeah. Um, some some of them are hard to find, um, but this one, the description online that I could find, I couldn't find any description of the actual dish from. Um, from the royal house, right? And but every description I found said it was just like a butter sauce. It was like yeah. crab in a butter lemon sauce, and yeah. so I was like, "Oh, it's but but it's so much more than that. Right. It's like thick and it's creamy and it's got yeah. all these these flavors to it." Yeah. And I was like a little bit nervous that it was just going to literally be like lemon butter sauce oh. to dip your bread in. Oh. So I'm like blown away right okay. now because it, it looks like it. It's yeah. thick and it's creamy and it's so flavorful. It tastes like it? It tastes like okay. it. So good. Okay. Because basically one thing that I'm really great at is kind of looking at a photo of something or if I know a few ingredients, I usually can pick out the rest. And so I knew it had like a kind of like an orangey, like Cajun looking cream mm-hmm. sauce. I knew it had the crab in it. And then I, I saw a lemon and I saw uh, like a little bit of green, like onion or um, parsley in there. And then I know it's New Orleans. I know it's Creole. Mm-hmm. And then I know, like, in New Orleans, they're really huge on roux, which is, like, roux, which are, like, the mm-hmm. flour butter. So I was like, okay, it can't be too it's hard. It's so good. Yeah, okay. The butter. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it started with butter, and I sauteed some onions in it. And then you let the onions go until they're kind of dark, kind of caramelized, just like the uh, French onion soup. And then I added in flour, and I let it cook down a long time, so it was kind of like a darker roux, which is, like, very classic in New Orleans. Then I added in some whole milk a little bit of buttermilk, um, salt, pepper, and then like a Cajun seasoning mix, which mm-hmm. like uh, you can buy it, but it's also just a mixture of like cayenne, garlic, mm-hmm. salt, maybe a little bit of oregano, a little bit of bay leaf, um, um, maybe some chili powder, lots of garlic, onion, garlic powder, onion powder. Yep. So just mix that in and, and then, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I just, um, I mixed in like the lump crab at the end while it was still hot. And then you put in a little bit of herbage, uh, which is right here, I have parsley and some scallion, and then lemon juice, and that's all you needed. And so I, I could kind of get that from what you had sent me, and I knew it was New Orleans. So he's like, "That's all you need." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get all that, guys? Sorry, guys. 
Watch the video. Watch the video. It's kind of a funny combination of items if you think about it. Like, we're just French onion soup. Yeah. Beet Greek salad. Yeah. Southern. Creole. Creole crab dip. Yeah. It's all over the place, but I love it. But this is like, this is a perfect representation mm-hmm. of like my life. Yes. And the way my brain works, it's just like a little bit from over here, a little bit of this, a yes. little bit of that, some pops of color, like. I love it. <laughs> also, th- I didn't, um, I mean, you and I met yeah. working, you know, for Tasty and Goodful. Yeah. You don't know, Goodful is the healthy version of Tasty. Yeah. Um, and so we met making food videos. Yeah. I had no culinary background, um, obviously. If you haven't figured it out already, I went to film school, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I in co- in college, I would cook a lot for myself, and that's yeah. where I sort of like learned to cook. Yeah. Because uh, I was very, very poor. Yeah. Very poor. Um, <laughs> and obviously, cooking for yourself saves a lot of money. It sure does. Um, and I have I had a friend in in school, um, which by the way, so I um majored in cinematography. Mm-hmm. And the way that the program works there, or at least worked when I was going there, is that your first year, the program's only two years long, so you mm. can only do it for your junior and your senior year. Mm. Um, I think they accept students younger now, but still the main bulk of your onset learning and everything is later on. But so your first year, you kind of take all of the different classes. You study screenwriting, you study directing, you study cinematography, you study all the things, and then you choose a concentration. Right. Um, and, and within that concentration, you do like your thesis. So I chose cinematography mm. um, and because I just love images and I love creating the image. And um, my cinematography class was only three students and it was all female the first in the history of the program and that was like that was really cool um both of those other girls are like fantastically talented women um and one of them i actually she had like her own food blog i had this beautiful beautiful food blog and so when we were in school we would like every once in a while like make a little dish and like photograph and and she'd put it on her blog and that was like my first time ever actually like stepping into the world of like food media right um and i didn't my i my goal was never to like make food videos or anything like that i just it was a perfect combination of two things that i loved yeah eating (laughs) cooking specifically though and film and it's like when you're making a food video, yeah, it's only a couple minutes long, but you're kind of telling the story of this dish. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I think for me, my love of cooking and of food, it isn't just about the food sitting in front of you. Yeah. It's about the story of the food. It's about the ingredients that are used. It's about everything behind it and everything that goes into it. And that's what's so fascinating. And I think that's why these like chef food these chef shows do so well is because you're getting to understand everything behind the dish. Exactly. And one thing that's like really interesting, I think we've had this conversation before, but I found it so fascinating is like, we talked a lot about how like the film world and the food world are actually really similar. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think I fall in love with both of them too, because essentially both in the food world and the film world, there's like, it's very male dominated. There can be a lot of sexism and misogyny. You have to like show up early. You stay for like, hours and hours on end and you leave late it's like hard labor um uh you know you have to like you know prove and like work 
for like years and years and years to like rise up in the ranks. And also with both film and with food, it's like you really are telling a story with the art you're creating. So mm-hmm. just like with a movie, a plate, a plate of food, you don't know all the behind the scenes. You don't know how it was all made. You just see that the final finished plate in front of you, mm-hmm. or you see the final movie that's on your screen. Um, but there's a huge staff of people you don't know who worked on it. Like whether it be not just like the chef in the restaurant, but also like the dishwasher, the purveyor who's bringing the food, the farmer. All these things you don't know about. Just like on a film, there's like the gaffer, the lighting person, right. the script suit, the, the PA. Yeah, all those <laughs> things. And so like it's a whole team effort to bring you that plate of food. And then I also love that it is. It's all about like if you want to take a you know like when it comes to plating, it's all about like you know and. Uh, uh, negative space and all about color patterns and all about like in the thirds and just like with cinematography and film. So I was like, I'm literally just gonna say, plating is yeah. like the cinematography of the dish. Exactly. And a film is a plate is is a dish for your eyes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then <laughs> and, and then soul. like the script is like the recipe. Like it just there's so many parallels. And I've realized in my life is um, I mean, I love cooking, I always will, and I love food, I always will. But I've learned, especially in the last few years, that what I love most about food isn't like the slaving away in the kitchen. What I love about food is kind of the film aspects of it, where it's the storytelling of the food, right. the presentation of the food, and getting to sit down and enjoy the food and discuss it with people you care about. Yeah. So now I want to kind of go more into more discussions while we continue to eat. But like, what are some of like the lessons you've learned about being on set? I think maybe one of one of the most important things that I have learned, mm-hmm. and I, I I think that this is something I'm actually like really still learning, um, is how to just really like shut up and pay attention, oh. um, because I think like you know in school you're there to learn, so you're like you're all the things you're supposed to do and it's like this is how you do it yeah. this is the right way this, blah 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 blah. but at the end of the day when you actually get out into the real world and, and you're working people do things totally different and it doesn't make their way wrong right it's just a different way to do it exactly. and so I think it's really important to like pay attention to that and never never be stuck in your ways of like well I learned it this way and so this is the way it has to be because I think a lot of people do that and I think when uh, when you're on set and you you have this like idea of the the typical like crotchety like Director. gaffer guy no. or like whoever who's just, just like this is how it goes and this is how we do things. Well, that's how you do things, right, right. <laughs> and um, and everybody does things their own way, right? Everybody has like their own little flair to things, and I think it's if you're trying to learn and you're trying to grow in this field. Yeah it will serve you so well to just watch the way that other people do things. Um, And I think BuzzFeed is actually a fantastic um, like example of that is that you have a lot of people who never went to film school at all and who learned on, excuse me, like on set, learned by doing, who are some of the most incredible storytellers I've ever met. I think just being open to like learning how other people do things and not being stuck in your ways and thinking that like there's only one way to do something or that your way is the right way is so important because you just stand to learn and grow so much more when you 
watch like watch other people and like learn yeah. from other people. And I think that's why BuzzFeed is so great at that is because since they don't have that background to kind of like make them feel egotistical about anything, mm-hmm. they're there to learn and they're kind of hungry to learn from new people. And there's like there's like a, a saying at BuzzFeed which really sounds harsh, and the saying is "kill your babies." Oh yeah. Which you're like, ah, oh, like that's still scary. But basically, what it means is, when it comes to artistic things, whether it be food or film, you can really get attached to like your idea about a story or about a video or like or the way something is shot, and you can be like, no, it has to be this way. It can't be any other way. And that's like you're getting attached to like your baby. And a big thing at BuzzFeed is kill your babies, as in just like move on. Um, learn from people around you and like it's better to create more things and learn as you're going than get stuck and not create anything because it has to be perfect right and I think like so I learned a lot about things from that where it's just like yeah it's not perfect but guess what you'll learn about that you learned from that mistake and you can keep making more stuff and learn more yeah and I will say though that there is there's a balance to everything because I obviously the whole kill your babies thing is a is a big part of it because you're making so much content so fast you don't have the time or the energy to like fight over certain things if that thing is not going to be the reason a video goes viral or doesn't go viral um but i think there is a time and a place to fight for those things Um, and that's something you ha- you just have to learn over time yeah. and as you become more confident in yourself and like the story that you're trying to tell, yeah. there are times where it is important to fight for those those little moments that maybe don't mean so much to someone else, yeah. but you know why that's an important moment or an important part of the story. Yeah. And sometimes when you fight for those and then the other person on the other end is like, fine, whatever, keep it. Yeah. Then it goes out and like, that's the part everybody loves. That works, yeah. And you're like, I knew it. Have you had something like that in a certain video that you fought for that people were not into but you knew it would work out? Um, I don't know that it was like a specific part of a video, but there have been videos, like whole, whole videos, whole frames where when I pitched them, I got a lot of like... "Eh, Like, what is that? Like, never heard of that. Like, don't do that. And then I like fought for it and I was like, no, 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 I I have a feeling about this. Like, I think this is something that's gonna do well. Like I'm, this is a thing. And then they're kind of like, okay, fine. Like you can do it. And then that video comes out and like, you know, does super well. I remember the cake video did do really well. Yes, oh, it's it's one of our best performing videos and nobody thought it was a good idea because everyone was like, that's not even possible. Yeah. Why not? Just try it. (laughs) And like granted, we're, it's, I think it's important to, to clarify that we're talking about a very particular little bubble yeah. of, of experience right yeah, now. Exactly. It's just that particular machine that, that BuzzFeed is. Outside of that, like, it it's, can be different. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, it's not when you're thinking about like a feature film by a big like studio. Like there's absolutely situations where a director like wants one thing, but they're having to appease all of these producers like and studios. all these studio yeah. heads. Yeah. And so they absolutely go through situations where they have to kill their babies too. And yeah. so maybe it is a lesson for all of filmmaking, but. Mm. Um, I guess it's just like the balance is important and like in yeah. Knowing, yeah, knowing like what's worth it. Yeah. Um, okay. so. Now, obviously, some people, with, when, come, when I ask this question, they have an answer. Sometimes they're like, I'm trying to figure it out. But what, and, and you mentioned that you're someone that like, looks forward in like five years, 10 years for what you're kind of working towards. So like, yeah. what's your next step in your life that you're kind of aiming towards? Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Well, um, it's, it's taken me some time to sort of come to this particular realization. 
but I have learned over time that my biggest passion is is telling stories, right? Yes. Is and I don't always I don't really feel that I'm like the best at coming up with the story, mm. but like I feel like I'm pretty good at sussing out somebody else's stories mm. and helping them bring that thing to life. And and I think that that's why I love cinematography and producing so much mm-hmm. is that for me those two things at the end of the day mm-hmm. are the same thing. You are taking somebody else's story and you are bringing it to life. Right. In cinematography, it's because you're you're bringing it to life visually, and then with producing, it's like all the logistics. Yeah. You're actually putting together the possibility of a story coming to life. Yeah. So ultimately, I mean, that is quite literally what I do right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also, it, it's on a much smaller scale. Yeah. And so I think ultimately I would like to be doing it on a much larger scale. I want to oh. be um, feature films, documentaries even, because that's even Ooh. just like another layer of telling people's stories. I recently learned that I actually do enjoy directing, which I never thought was a thing. Wow. Never thought in a million years that I would direct something, and yet I find myself directing a lot recently and enjoying it. And and good. And it's funny because I I'm 100% someone who like takes the back seat on things. Like mm. I'm not an in front of the camera person, which is why this is kind of weird for me. She's doing great, guys. Right. <laughs> Send her love. She's like staring doing... at you the whole time. No, that's a, no, no, that's what it's supposed to be. It's back and forth. If you were just talking to them the whole time, that'd be boring. Like I'm here, so we're ta- we're doing great. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I I'm not like I'm a very private person. Yeah. Um, I generally not in front of the camera. I like to be behind the camera, um, and like lifting other people up. Yeah. Um, so the idea of me directing and like me taking the actual center stage of the production and being like, this is how everything is gonna go, never crossed my mind. And yet, lately, I have found myself in that position and really enjoying it because I think every once in a while I come across a story where I'm like, I think that I need to be the one that tells this. And Mm. I I think that I have a good take on this. But I also fully am like, somebody else can do this better than me. Someone else can totally tell this better than me. And so then I hired that person. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But to watch other people, people that you love, yeah. who have passion for something, yeah. go out and like do that thing and like grow in that thing and like be getting joy from that thing. And like, I feel so lucky and so grateful that I'm surrounded by people who are all, I'm gonna cry, who are like all doing that. Like you're you're doing dinner views and like you've got all this other stuff in the works. And like I have so many amazing friends that are all just pursuing their different passions. And like, it's not all in film. It's not yeah. all in media. Yeah. Some like Sadie's painting now. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It's just so beautiful to like yeah. watch people chase their dreams whatever those dreams are yeah. because because life is so short and like and to see like dreams kind of being fulfilled is just incredible <laughs> well also also what's cool is like especially when you like mentioned sadie like when like when your friends kind of go off and want more wine yeah okay are you trying to make me cry <laughs> yes this that is... should have been my secret i'm a cry baby it's like but it for happy things yeah like when i feel really happy or like i see a cute puppy like i'll cry <laughs> um but yeah, like, I just think, like, what's cool is, like, when, because when your friends grow and change and evolve and do things, 
like sometimes you think, oh, like they're they're leaving me or they're doing something different than me. And we're not going to see each other again. But like I have just learned that if you make a connection with someone, it's like never really over. And so true. And like people reconnect in life and get to work together again. So it's like when you when you make a friend that you know is talented, like you're gonna work with them again. And like and yeah. then to see like all the new experiences they bring since you've last been with them, like it's just like wonderful. Like life is so great. It you really know what is. I mean? Okay. Um, so again, keep eating. I keep yeah. distracting you, but I'm gonna ask you some more questions. So basically, yeah. this this next little thing. This is the Dinnerviews guest book. Okay, you can see there's like food all over it because it's like getting schmutz on it. But everyone, as it should. Right. It's it's <laughs> realistic. This is my life, messy and full of food. Um, <laughs> but so we have everyone like they have like their name up here and they write a question for the next guest. Okay. Okay. So we have everyone so far, and um, the person who asked you a question was Jazz. Which, by the way, she has... Jazz. In, yeah, Jazz. Oh, my Jay. gosh. She has incredible pen, penmanship. She really does. So I'm going to ask you her question. She's a freaking queen. Yes. And um, after we uh, finish this, you'll write a question for our next person, which is Aria. Okay. Right? <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Aria. <laughs> um, okay. So Jazz asked you, Crystal, I hope you have a great dinner. I don't know you, but after hearing about you, you seem like an amazing, strong person. I want to know what is something you love about yourself physically and emotionally? Because mm. she's all about like self empowerment. Oh yeah, doing your best with your life. So, what do you love about yourself? Chris? Oh my gosh. So, physically, lately, mm-hmm. as I get a little older oh. and a little more comfortable in my own skin, mm-hmm. I have learned to love my body a lot more. Good. So I feel like I can't just choose one thing that I love about myself. Amazing. <laughs> List them all. List them all. Um, I will say the first thing is my like. <laughs> my smile? Yes. Yes, um, a great smile. I well, it's it's funny because I don't even think it's like a good smile necessarily, oh. but but let me let All me right. clarify. Sure. When I like laugh and I smile about things, I do it in full force, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like my whole face scrunches <laughs> up like yeah. it's not always super attractive. But I that's how it always is like you know that i'm smiling and i'm like really happy about it because my whole face has been scrunched up into like a little pig face and but i like that because like you know it just shows that you mean it yeah 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 um i think also i like my curves yeah yeah (laughs) uh which i didn't you know as a woman it's just like natural to to not and to like have all kinds of body issues and be like, yeah. I don't look good in this. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. But the, the older I get and the more comfortable I get and the more like confident I get in myself, the more I like, like my body and I like that it's like a woman's body. Like I'm not a tiny person. You can't tell cause I'm sitting, but like I'm 5'10 and Tall like woman. I'm not a tiny person. Yeah. And for a long time, like in middle school and in high school, I did not like it. I would like scrunch down. Like I would like kind of like shrink down so that I was like the same height as everybody else. And now like I will wear heels and I will like shoulders back and up. Like my- Strut. Right. Yeah. And like my boyfriend is actually a little bit shorter than me and I will still wear heels and I will tower over him and just be like, this is me. Yeah. Good. (laughs) And he loves it and I love it. And so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then emotionally, what do you love about yourself? Um, I I know that it can be kind of a lot for people, mm. but I really like that I get emotional with yes. other people, yes. and that and that I try to go below the surface yeah. um, mm. because I just think there's so much to a person, yeah. and 
that you don't have to like hang out up here and like just talk about the weather. Yeah. I don't do well with that. Yeah. I really like to get to know people on a deeper level and I think some people don't like that so much. Like yeah. I've definitely had people pull Pe away from that. A lot of people have walls, which is hard and sad, but yeah. it's, I guess everyone's different, but when you can go deeper, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. like we all, we all have walls, yeah. but I really like breaking people's walls and I yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I love that about you too. Um, both the physical stuff and the, and the emotional stuff, you know? <laughs> I, 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 from the get-go, even though like I didn't know a lot of this more stuff that we did talk about tonight, and I'm glad you like, you felt comfortable to share that with me, but even if it wasn't that, like you and I have had some wonderful conversations over the years, and like I think when I first wanted to do interviews, and when I wanted, when I was first having like problems with work, like you were one of the first people that really kind of inspired me to like go with my gut, follow my passions, and like follow like what I want to do artistically, and that's just always meant so much to me. So like I'm really grateful that you do get emotional because I think that's how you make real friends. <laughs> it's true. It's true, Crystal. Oh my god. Uh, um. Okay. So we are kind of ending. Kind of mm -hmm. getting towards the end of the dinner view. Yeah. There's plenty of food that we'll eat after, oh, but yeah, we're eating. one of my kind of last questions that I always like to ask people is if there was a younger crystal here, about seven years old, okay, oh. little cute little crystal, A, what would she think of this food? And B, what would you tell her to give her some advice? Oh. All right. Seven year old crystal wouldn't eat any of this food. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna People say. always say that, and sometimes I'm like, should I be asking this question? Because it makes me, my food not always look great, but usually it's because, like, they're kids, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, she would have tried it. Yeah, but I could see salad, too many vegetables, crab, yeah. odd, like, yeah, onions maybe. So, Who knows? Yeah. But if I could give seven-year-old me advice, mm -hmm. as cliche as it is, like, it would honestly just be to, like, keep going and, mm -hmm. like, and just believe in yourself. Just always, always, always believe in yourself. And I think that goes for like any, anybody ever, no, seven years old, 70 years old. Yeah. Like yeah. always just believe in yourself because ha has there literally ever been a person in the history of the world who just like totally believed in themselves and then was like, and nothing worked out anyway. Yeah, no, like if, no. if, you, if you have the self-esteem or like the mental wherewithal to like actually fully believe in what you do that's when things start to work out exactly yeah. um okay so this is kind of this is now the end thank you for spending this time with me like it's been nice it's been like a nice hour and a half and like we've gotten to know each other more and i, I haven't seen you in a bit so like catching up has been wonderful and I, I can't wait to talk more after we're done here so for those of you who are watching whether you just watched the recipe video or, or you were here for the entire time while you're making dinner i know it takes a lot to invest in watching the show because it's so long but if you are here thank you know that i appreciate spending this time with you and um thank you for enjoying our dinner and i hope you make this for yourself and i'll see you next time Bye. Yay. <sighs> so full right now, yes. but I want to keep eating. Yes. <laughs> Dinner Views is created by a small and mighty team. Food support by Cullen Folks and Sarah Johnson, co-editing by Michelle Martin, and the series is directed, produced, co-edited, and has original recipes cooked by me, Matthew Francis. You can follow me on all the social media apps with the handle Matthew Francis J. Okay, that's it. Peace out. <laughs>